It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Crash and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Nine Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also... Back to the Future is my favorite movie. <laughs> and I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart <laughs> to the back row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends, and also lover of coffee. <laughs> Dependent on coffee. Why did I let you write your own like intro? You just get to insult me every Listen, <laughs> the beginning of every show. <laughs> I sent it to you and you approved it. I even said, is this okay? And you said, it's great. You even made certain changes, but did not change did any not of change that. change that, no. <laughs> You're not allowed to complain about it. <laughs> Today on the show, conspiracy theories, fast food for the mind. Mm, we've also got a who said it quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. I really hate it when I go, mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> First today is Monday, February 8th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Ah, that's right. It's National Kite Flying Day. Hmm? Let's go fly a kite up. Copyright to, problems right. uh-huh. here. Uh, National Boy Scout Day. I mean, I was a Cub Scout. I was going to say, were you a Boy Scout? I quit right before going into Boy Scouts. Like, okay. I, I remember coming to my mom just saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm really? With this. <laughs> so how old are you when you go from Cub Scout to Boy Scout? I think it's, I don't know if it's a hard rule. I don't, okay. know, if it, it, I don't know if it's, you know, depending on if you level up in Your a badges amount of time. and stuff. But uh, I know you're a, what is it? You go Bobcat to Wolf to Bear to Weebelow and you're a Weebelow for two years. And then you jump up, I think, in junior high school is what the age, like, the general age is that you jump up to Boy Scout level. Okay, then. And, uh, yeah, I went to the day camps. I did the, got all kinds of badges and beads and medals and junk. And uh, I built push carts, push Mm -hmm. go-karts. We didn't do soapbox derby uh, cars. Mm -hmm. We did, like, blimps. Oh, that's cool. Where they had like a, it was like a rubber band fan thing uh-huh. spun up and it would zip across a that's fish wire. Cool. It was really neat. Um, and I went to a lot of meetings, won a few door prizes. That's all I really remember besides that. Okay. I was a sunbeam. <laughs> Is that a, that's pre-Girl Scouts? Well? No, no, no. It's, it's like Girl Scouts, oh. but it is Christian based. Oh. I think I knew that. Yep. Yeah. So I got patches and went to camp and did all kinds of fun, cool things. Um, And it's also clean out your computer day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have to actually tear it apart. Right. Um, Clean out the computer? Yes, that's what it says. Crank it. 
<laughs> um, no, please don't. This <laughs> this is always a hard thing to do because every now and then, because I, I I have like a half full two terabyte Dropbox. I have folder after folder of audio files from everything from every generation for the last 10 years in my computers here. And every now and then I'll go and I'll try and uh, clean it all up, organize it, move things mm -hmm. into better folders, whatever. But that messes up like all the connections that you have in all the different places. So you always yeah. have to go back and search for that file whenever you're trying to open it in one place and another because it doesn't find it there anymore. It's always a hassle. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just wind up not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But when you do do it, it makes your doo-doo. When you do do it, <laughs> it makes your uh, computer run faster. So mm -hmm. I mean, And your stomach feel better. <laughs> that as well. <laughs> uh, those are the holidays. Those are them. Yeah. Weird ones. Uh -huh. How's your week been? Uh, you know, I had a really good week. It was my first week back at school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since November 18th, it was my first week back in the building. Jeez. I know, it's crazy. It was it was difficult. I came home Monday and crashed, like, hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, it was a good week until Friday rolled around. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What happened Friday? Friday, oh, let me, let me just tell you. Um, Settle in. Settle in. <laughs> Story time with Mo. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my second child, um, Cannon, is a competitive gymnast. Has been for three years now. He, jeez, a lot of noise. He had a competition this past weekend. First competition that I have not been able to take him to. Yeah. So. Well, actually, we were going to divvy up the duties because he had competition high, said duties, ha-ha. Huh, huh. <laughs> divvy the duties. He had competition Friday night and Saturday afternoon. And so Chris took him Friday. Um, they get there for training about 3, well, 4 o'clock Texas time on Friday afternoon. And about 30 minutes in, I get a text message from my husband saying, Cannon hurt himself, not sure how bad. <laughs> Again, this is the very first competition I have not been able to go to. <laughs> and so my mama heart is like freaking out. I'm right. still at work because it's three o'clock here in New Mexico, you know, and I'm like absolutely panicking in my classroom. Not sure what to do. What does he mean? He's hurt. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know how bad? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you not how, standing right there with him? How much blood is there? Yeah. Um, so apparently he was training on trampoline. Um, did one, did a trick, and when he landed, his face met his knee, um, and busted his lip open about half an inch to three quarters of an inch deep, and half an inch long. In the corner of his mouth. Um, I hope you, dear listener, can feel the pain that mm -hmm. I'm extruding, just mm -hmm. reliving the photo in my mind. Yeah. So, um, of course, I'm like texting frantically. <laughs> what are you? What happened? What's going on? And I get he busted his lip, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm thinking people bust their lips all the time. <laughs> 
And then I get, we're taking him to the emergency room. He's going to need stitches. And I'm like, but he just busted his lip. What are you talking about? And then I get the picture. And I see the picture. I'm standing in the classroom with my lead teacher. I'm trying to like talk this out with her. You know, I had been expressing to her my anxiety all day of not being there with Cannon and, you know, not being able to see him compete for the first time. And so I'm talking all this out with her and I, the picture comes in, I open it up and I immediately go, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And she's like, what? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't look, I can't, I can't see it anymore. And she was like, well, tell me. And I was like, I can't, do you want to see it? Because I know that like with these things, some people just can't handle them. Then why'd you post the picture on Facebook? Because that's part of being my Facebook friend. Get over it. Sorry for you. Um, I have a side story I'll tell you there in just a second. But um, I ask her, do you want to see it? And she says, yeah, I'm a teacher. I don't care. You know, I do better with other people's kids in these kind of situations. So I show her the picture and she's like, yep, that's going to need stitches. All right. (laughs) Um, Uh huh. And then about 30 minutes later, I get another text with a picture, an updated picture of the stitches done and complete. And Cannon's texting me and he's like, hey, mom, are you okay, kid? He's like, yeah, I'm great. Okay. Um, how, how are you feeling? I feel fine. I'm on all kinds of painkillers. No, right he was I'm not. That was my next question. I was like, are you on pain meds? Nope, not a single one. And I was like, oh, Okay, you know. Um, so you're drunk. You're saying you're drunk. Right? <laughs> yep. He it uh, surprised me so much because he felt so good after that he originally he told Chris, he said, I want to go back to the gym so that I can watch my team compete. Oh, yeah. And because um, they hadn't even started competition at that point. It was just training. Hmm. Um, and Chris was like, dude, you feel good right now. But give it an hour or so, and you're, that pain is going to really wear, set oh, in, yeah, and you're going you're gonna to feel it. But we'll take you by the gym, and you can tell everybody bye so that they can see your stitches. You know, They can know <laughs> that you're okay. So they walk into the gym, and the entire team is like, how, how are you even here right now? This <laughs> like fastest emergency room visit ever. Yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm, yep. Less than an hour from the time that I got the text message saying he hurt himself to the time that I got the text message saying we're headed to the gym to say bye and then we'll be headed home. He'll have a nice lip scar for the rest of his life. He really will. He'll have a cool story. Yeah. Like Eli, Eli has one from when he, he was like running and he slid on his socks and slammed into a wooden table that my wife made me back when we were dating, Uh snapped the legs off and busted his lip just shy of needing stitches. Yeah. Just like it was, it busted just slightly underneath the actual lip part into the flesh. Yeah. But, but you know, just far enough that they said it would close on their own. He didn't need stitches, but he still got a nice little line right there. He likely always will. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one on my chin. I hit the bricks on my grandparents' um, front steps, mm-hmm. running up their front steps after it had rained, slipped and busted my chin wide open. Got Adrian a nice has one scar. on her chin, too. I yeah. think from riding her bike, Yeah, falling off her bike. And yeah. then Topher has the one over his eyebrow where Gabriel threw a rock. Oh, right. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smacked Topher right in the head. and So, you know, I mean, it's only, I'm sure, Chris has a ton of scars. 
<laughs> ton of scars. Chris is a walking scar tissue person. I mean, it's true. He's got this huge <laughs> one on his thumb where he was um, on Christmas morning. He was putting together no Father's Day morning. Sorry, he was putting together the grill that we had just got him. Ooh, and he sliced the. Um, <sighs> he was cutting the what zip tie like the yeah. plastic. Anyway, and with his knife, just sliced right through mm. his his finger there. So he's got a nice little scar. Mila's next, I suppose. I did that with this, which is a, it's just a plastic knife to mm-hmm. open boxes. Yeah. And I was opening a box. In fact, it was a box for the uh, oh, new yeah? little uh, soundboard that LTN sent us to use and sliced right into my thumb. Nice. Uh, kind of see it. Oh, right yeah, there, you but, can. But uh, luckily I didn't go super deep, but it could have. Yeah. And this is just plastic. It hurt like heck. Hmm. Bleeding all over the place. So my side story. Yeah. I, uh, why you post things to Facebook? To well, it's not why I post things oh, to Facebook. Just it's just the irony, the funny part of it. <laughs> um, I had, as soon as I received the news, I've, I'm sending out a f- text messages to my mom, to my sister-in-laws, um, Kara, you know, asking for people to pray and they're like, okay, well what happened? And so I asked them, do you want to see the picture? Because it's gruesome. And they're like, one said, no, I don't want to see it. And the others were like, yeah, go ahead. Well, then I posted to Facebook an hour later and the one who didn't want to see it is going to have to see it now. So (laughs) sorry for you. (laughs) I I made the mistake of putting you as like one of my favorites. So your posts always show up as soon as they happen. So yeah, sorry. I got to see that before you texted me saying, Hey, going to be a few minutes late here. Yeah. And, uh, whoo. Ah, you're welcome. Yikes. Yeah. But he's doing good. So. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot going on in my life right now. We've got, uh, you know, aside from everything that's always going on, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we're working on uh, getting the LTN Radio Twitch channel set up and schedule set up. Okay. Which is neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the next two episodes for this week that you guys are going to hear, we're we're actually going to be recording those live on Twitch. Now, those were, by the time you hear them here on the radio, will have already been recorded. But uh, that's the plan moving forward. We're going to try and, and live record our Tuesday and Wednesday shows uh, on Twitch, either Friday nights or Saturday mornings, whenever we can actually get record. together, because it yeah. kind of varies. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we'll also do some game streaming, our Among Us Tuesday night things, moving to the LTN radio channel. Uh, and I'm also going to be doing a, um, what I'm calling Hawk and Talk on Tuesday mornings. Okay. Where I'm going to be playing, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater and just chatting with people about life and religion and all kinds of things. Stuff. Whatever. Just a chill morning thing, which will be fun. That'll be cool. Uh, and that'll start. Hawk and Talk. Right after, like the first one will be tomorrow, right after our encore presentation ends. So uh, that's going to be 10 a.m. East, uh, Central Time, nice. I think. I think. I'm not sure of that. The, it's, on the, it's on the Twitter. <laughs> Just go look at LTN on air on Twitter or Facebook, and you'll see the post. Anyway, yeah, so that's what we've been building up. But other than that, we're, uh, we're, moving, we're moving the boys into their joint room soon mm-hmm. so we're we're getting all that ready so i've i've had to do the painstaking task of taking down all my funko pops and collectibles all out of that room and boxing them up and 
putting them aside to be put up in the new office, which will be like the last thing that happens. And I have a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. So are they having, are they getting the room that's off to the right of the front door? Mm-hmm. That big room? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They'll have that together and I'll be back in the corner where Eli is now. And then Johnny's room will be the new baby's room. We've also settled finally on names yeah. for a boy or girl, and we'll find out which Craig is which, I think, in... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither one of those okay. anymore. Okay. But, uh, well, Deidre was never on board for Craig. I just like saying the name. Craig. Craig. What up, Craig? <laughs> Craig Coker. Craigers. <laughs> um, but, no. But, uh... I think four or five weeks. Really? We get to find out. So we're excited. That's exciting. Any feelings? Do you have any? No. And, uh, you know, when, when she was pregnant with Johnny, we had feelings that it was going to be a girl. And then we found out it wasn't like, okay. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Uh, if anything, I think I'm leaning towards is probably going to be another boy because really? just, that just tends to happen in our in in my family. It's yeah, heavier on the boys. Yeah, but my older brother did manage to have a girl, so it's possible. Is there only one girl? There's only one girl grandchild. Wow. In uh, my family, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Only one girl child or grandchild. Yeah, in my family. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see if we can have the number two. It'll be exciting. <laughs> Either way. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a break here. We're all caught up. When we get back, the perfect marriage tweets. But first, a new back row binge watch. Stick around. bottom line is I've been trying to get this thing fixed for months and nobody's done anything and it's ugly and it's dangerous and it's government owned and you need to do something about it. Okay. I'll do something about it. Really? Yes. We, I will help you. Is that a promise? It's more than a promise. It's a pinky promise. I pinky promise all of you, that I will help. And I will go to that location tomorrow, and we will fill in that pit, and then when that's done, we're gonna put a park on the land. In the first episode of the first season of Parks and Recreation, the pilot, we see Ann Perkins come to a community meeting where she gets to voice her concerns about the pit that is in the lot next to her house that her boyfriend, Andy Dwyer, fell in and broke both of his legs. Leslie Note from the Parks Department is leading this meeting, and not only does she promise to fill in the pit, she pinky promises. And she plans to put a park in the lot on top of the filled in pit. And that is the beginning, that's the start, that's the the jumping off point for this entire series. But it can also bring us a lesson. Do you mind doing it somewhere else? I'm trying to watch TV. Perhaps now more than ever, I think it's pretty clear to say that not many people actually trust the government to do what they say they're going to do. And so Leslie Nope feels compelled to not only promise something, but to go a step beyond and say, no, I I pinky promise it, which, you know, is a, a bit of a childish way to say, no, I take this very, very seriously. I'm not just flippantly saying I promise something, I mean it. 
But that actually speaks to a larger problem with society. There's too many of us who are willing to say something without actually meaning it, even promise something without actually meaning it. Matthew 5.37 tells us to let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. Honestly, it's kind of a big downer that we live in a world where we can't trust each other with our word. In fact, that we have to promise, we have to swear, we have to give an oath that what we're saying is indeed actually true. But it's also kind of unavoidable, not just in government, but in society in general. But there is something that you can do. You yourself can be trustworthy. Don't say something unless you mean it. Don't promise you'll do something unless you're going to do it. In fact, make it to the point where people can trust your word without you having to qualify anything as a promise or you swearing to do something. Let people see you as genuinely truthful, honest, and trustworthy. And help people see society with a heart so full of hope. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch on the Back Row Morning Show every Monday, right here on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, we're going to talk about QAnon conspiracies and why so many Christians are buying into them. Hmm. And before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Mm, oh, but you I, didn't get them out. I didn't have them out and ready. Because I am not professional. <laughs> okay. Um, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Did you text them to another account? I, no, I... Today, because I was running so far behind, <laughs> I Facebook messaged them to myself. Okay. <laughs> okay? Usually, I Facebook message them to myself, and then I kind of edit them and put them in my notepad in my phone. Today, I just didn't have time for all that, okay? How, how do you message to yourself? You just message to yourself. You go to Messenger, you search your, your name in the search bar, and you can message to yourself. Hmm. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever tried that before. Yeah. I have a fake account somewhere else, so I just always message with my fake account. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fake account. It's, it's Brody's account. Oh, our pub, our pub oh I did. No, that's not a fake account. He's, he's slid under the radar so far. He has not been deleted. I think it's been like five oh. years. Well, <laughs> in that case, I guess it is kind of a fake account. If you consider. <laughs> okay. Uh, so five random facts. Oh yeah. That's what we're doing. Five random facts. Kite flying. Cause it's national kite flying day. All right. All right. Ready? The earliest kites were flown thousands of years ago and made of leaves. I was expecting something more shocking. Oh, like sorry. Like human skin. Ew. <laughs> the world's record for the longest kite fly is 180 hours. Oh, like it's been up in the air that yep. long? Holy Moses. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. Uh, large kites were banned in East Germany because of the possibility of lifting people over <laughs> the Berlin Wall. <laughs> That's sad and funny. Uh Uh-huh, it is. (laughs) Kites were used in the American Civil War to deliver letters and newspapers. To deliver them? Uh Uh-huh. How would you... How would you direct it? 
I it could know. only go one direction because whatever way the wind's blowing. I don't know. If you live east of town, you can get a letter today. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is exactly right. I don't know. They had to time it just right, yeah, I guess. I guess. Wow. <laughs> and lastly, kite fighting has been a recreational pastime in Thailand, Thailand for centuries, played with male and female kites on vast open fields where each side competes to capture the other's kites. Mm-hmm. What's a male, a female kite? You know, Does I it just mean like a team. I didn't want to look into it too much. <laughs> I saw this one, and as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I might not be able to use Don't this Google one. this. Don't Google it. Yeah, could be bad. So, might be very, might be very innocent, but we can't, in good conscience, tell you to Google it until, exactly. until we've Googled it. Just know that kite fighting is a thing in Thailand. <laughs> I do know which, kite fighting is a thing. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing some video where they were doing that, a YouTube video, but like a long time ago. Hmm. Uh, like 2010, where like they were building kites to fight up in the air, and it was just who could basically tear a big hole in the other one to where it would fall first. Interesting. Pretty neat. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as you guys know, Twitter is a toxic dumpster fire these days, but there are still people trying to be funny out there. So here's a few tweets that are uh, worth a chuckle. Uh, This is a list of tweets that uh, will make us all all of us married folk know that, uh, well, we're not alone. Okay. Tweet number one from Mama Jessie C. Uh, newlywed, Netflix, Netflix and chill, uh, <laughs> fifth anniversary, Netflix. And where is the remote? Are you sitting on the remote? Get up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number two from chappiness secret to a successful marriage is to never let your spouse find out that you've gotten a good night's sleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. Really? Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> when Deidre gets a good night's sleep and I didn't, I'm ticked off and vice versa. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Does that See, not happen in your house? Mm-mm. No. That's because neither of y'all ever get a good night's sleep. I think that's what it is. <laughs> so when we, when either one of us get a good night's sleep and it legitimately, it is a morning conversation. How'd you sleep last night? Eh, all right. Yeah. yeah, me too. Or how'd you sleep last night? Honestly, I slept great. Really? That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like a unicorn. I, <laughs> I genuinely feel happy for my husband when that's he gets good. a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Number three from uh, at this one says with a Z. Overheard my seven-year-old daughter say, that doesn't go there to my husband while loading the dishwasher, and I've never been more proud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm the one that does the dishes in my house. Mm-hmm. And... Occasionally, Deidre will do a load over the weekend because I'm usually gone both mm-hmm. days. And uh, I'll come home and I'll be like unloading that load. And I'll be like, this is just a cluster. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Why is this here? This doesn't make any sense being here. This is a bowl. It's on the top rack where you put the bowls. You don't put them down with the plates and the pots. Oh, I put them down with the plates. <laughs> no. We have a system that works perfectly. Oh, my gosh. And she ruins it. You know what? And knowing you, if you could hang a sign in there with a demonstration. I would. Of- <laughs> Here, here's the proper placement. <laughs> every now and then, every now and then the dishes will work out to where like I have an extra like skillet or something, but no room to put it on the bottom, but uh-huh. plenty of room to put it on the top. Mm-hmm. And I really have to make myself put it on the top. Really? Like it 
it's like slightly just an OCD problem. I'm like, this doesn't go here. This is wrong. <laughs> See, and the only thing to me that is like, has to be is plastic has to go on top. Otherwise yeah, it'll that's, ruin. Yeah, that's a melting problem. Right. Um, and then the plates go on the bottom because it has the plate slots. Mm-hmm. And so like the only other thing that can fit in that plate slot is the plate from the microwave when it gets dirty mm. and mm. you got to wash it. What about cutting boards? Oh yes. Cutting yeah. boards too. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but those are the only things. Everything else Cookie can sheets. go wherever it fits. Oh, but see, I have stoneware for cooking sheets oh, and you don't dishwasher you don't those. Dishwasher, you don't dishwasher those. You don't dishwasher <laughs> those. <laughs> At Eli McCann says, so far I've discovered marriage is mostly just the cold spouse trying to steal heat from the other. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. At Exploding Unicorn, me. I'm so full. Wife, then stop eating. Me. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, at Six Foot Candy, <clears throat> get married so you can argue about the correct way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Have you had this argument? No, but oh. I've had plenty of similarly dumb arguments over tiny things. My wife and I had an argument over whether or not I believed uh, she genuinely knew some phrase that she said was a real phrase and didn't make it up. Because she sure act like she was making it up. And <laughs> she wasn't even sure, so she had to Google it herself. But then once she found out that, okay, see, here it says... And she's like, no, I always knew. And I don't believe her. <laughs> and we had a legitimate argument about it. Okay. All <laughs> I still right. Don't believe her. I still think that the toilet paper argument is a dumb argument. Which one is that one? Which way the toilet paper should go on? It clearly has to overhang. See, and I'm an underhang person. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> it's all touching up against the wall. You got to put your your. Nasty toilet fingers up against the wall. Why are you sticking your fingers gross. in the toilet? You, you, When you take your pants off, you're inevitably going to kind of touch your butt a little bit. Just, I mean, that's how it's going to work. So you're already too close. You don't want that on the wall. Listen, listen. <laughs> you cannot look me in my eye and tell me that Daedra don't touch your butt and you don't touch Daedra's butt. And you guys are the only ones who it's really going to matter whether or not your hands are rubbing up against the wall I touch her butt. I don't touch her, her poop particles. Okay, but you're not touching your poop <laughs> particles either. I might be. You don't know me. Matt. <laughs> I do. I do know you. You're not touching your poop particles. This, 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 this discussion went weird. That's not my main gripe about the toilet paper thing. <laughs> it's just not as easy. It's a lot easier to get your toilet paper when it's overhanging than under. <laughs> Because uh, here's the problem with the underhang when you're pulling it, like if you're trying to do it with one hand, at least this is what I find. When you're trying to get a, a roll, uh, some sheets off with one hand and you like do the ripping motion, you it tends to continue to roll out. Like it doesn't rip straight across, but when it's on the top, you can kind of leverage it against itself. You can't really do that from behind. Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> How many squares will you waste? Exactly. <laughs> uh, at squirrel 74. Squirrel. Uh, <clears throat> me. I cleaned under the fridge and there were a bunch of honey nut Cheerios. Wife. How did you know they weren't regular Cheerios? Oh, gosh. Me. 
takes a sip of water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At a simple man, she'll fart in the grocery store and leave me to accept the blame. That's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. At Darlanky. Darlanky. Husband, why are you such in a bad mood? Wait, why are you in such a bad mood? Woo, I had a bit of a dyslexia there. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Me, what makes you think that I am? Husband, you don't have a single candle lit. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mama Jesse C again. My husband and I do this role play where I tell him the things that need to be fixed around the house, and he pretends it's his first time hearing this. That's that's me. Uh Uh-huh. At bun and leggings, me and my husband pass candies to each other like drug dealers so our kids don't see. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like anytime, anytime I'm typically I'm at home uh, with the boys, you know, most of the weekdays and in the afternoons, they get like a little bit of time where they get to go to their rooms and play with their Kindles and Mm -hmm. have their screen time, you know, kind of. Alone, where they can kind of just chill, mm-hmm. calm down from the stress and uh, over hyper activity mm-hmm. of the morning. But occasionally they'll come out. Usually this is when I'm going to eat something, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and they'll come out, and I like have to like stuff it around the side. And if they ever just see my mouth moving, <clears throat> like what are you eating? What are you eating? Nothing. Just got my, what? What? What is it? Can I? You no, know, you don't want any. You're not going to get any. You already had your lunch. This is mine. <laughs> what is it, though? You don't need to know what it is because you're not going to have any. <laughs> Go back to your It's home. none of your business, kid. <laughs> <clears throat> My kids are, you know, oh, kids are nosy, of course. Yeah. But, you know, they're always asking, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm minding my own business. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing as me, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, at Six Foot Candy said, my husband just walked by and burped while I was on the speakerphone with the IRS. I don't think I could love him any more than I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Simon Challens says, wife, uh, is that what you're wearing? Me? I guess not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had that exact conversation. <laughs> I, I'm lucky enough to have basically two kinds of outfits. And so... T-shirts and jeans. T-shirts and jeans or dress, dress shirts, shirts and, and jeans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Casual dress shirts at that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, d- I own one pair of nice pants and I save those for funerals. So okay. there you go. In Easter. <laughs> funerals in Easter. That's where I wear them. Okay. <laughs> at uh, Go Ask Your Dad. So I found this on Pinterest. Words a husband never wants to hear. Those are the words. So I found this oh. on Pinterest. Because that means there's a craft or a oh, thing coming. Okay, okay. You get it, you I get got it. it. Now. <laughs> like, I don't get this one. I'm a, I don't I'm a understand. <laughs> At 760, uh, while in bed, wife puts her hand on my hip. Hey, baby. Me, excitedly. Yes, wife. Roll over on your side so your snoring doesn't keep me up all dang night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am, uh, so when I was a kid, I knew I snored terribly, mm-hmm. you know, all, all my life. I was, it was always about the joke, sleeping over at a friend's house. Dude, it's impossible to sleep 
with you in the room. So like I got so self-conscious about it that I would made a conscious effort. Anytime I was in a room with somebody else, hotel room for a choir trip or something or anything Mm -hmm. like that, I will stay up. You all go to sleep. Once y'all are all, you know, I'll give you like an hour and then I'll go to bed. Uh, And it gave me so much anxiety as I was, you know, dating Daedra throughout high school. I'm like, I really hope, I really hope that my snoring is not going to become a big problem because it was loud. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, my last camp, my last like church camp we did, we put together our own. So it was just us in like this cabin thing. So it wasn't a whole bunch of other teenagers, Okay, but we had a men's and a, or a boys and a girls Mm -hmm. room. And we had a, one of our sponsors there, uh, he's a guy, he, he's a really awesome dude, completely turned his life around, but he had a 10 year period where he was in prison Okay, and three of those years were spent in solitary confinement and you know, like he had to fight his way out of a lot of situations. Like it was a messed up time way early in, earlier mm-hmm. in his life, like 30 years before that point. Okay. But every now and then he'll have, you know, flashbacks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he told me one morning, so... In the middle of the night last night, I found myself standing over you with my pillow in my hands. And then I realized what I was about to do and had to snap out of it. But just want you to know I haven't I haven't had to do that to anybody in 30 years. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, okay, I'm going to sleep in the living room now yeah. for yep. the rest of this trip. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so I, maybe I lucked he out. Should have slept in the living room, right? Yeah, no. But I lucked out because uh, Daedra Daedra cannot sleep without my snoring mm-hmm. now, which is great. That's and how that, it works. And that happened really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. It, ne- it was never a problem. Yeah, my snoring never kept her awake. Thank God, soulmate. But it's it's so loud, guys. It's so loud. We slept. Uh, me and my buddy Joey slept downstairs in a two floor room, and we went to a, a summit, a CR summit. And we were still shaking the house for everybody else upstairs because <laughs> we both snored so bad. None of us heard you when we went. Yeah. None of us. Yeah. That so. was strange. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that other time they did. Mm-hmm. All righty. Let's see. We got a couple more here. Two more. At uh, Mom Jesse C again. I'm mad that you're mad that I'm mad. That's, mm-hmm. that's marriage. Mm-hmm. 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 And lastly... Exploding Unicorn again says, Wife, we have so much laundry to fold. Me, I know. Long pause. Should we fold it? Don't jump to any crazy conclusions. (laughs) (laughs) This is a constant thing in my house. We always just have a giant pile of laundry, a mountain of laundry sitting there. And neither of us ever have time enough to like get this put away. So it lasts for about two weeks until one of us gets a few hours in one day. Like, okay, well, let's get it done finally. There's never that little by little, like it's just one load. Just get that really quickly and put it away. It should take you 10 minutes. No, we can't, can't seem to get on board with that idea. Our life has changed since our kids do the laundry. Oh gosh, I can't wait. That sounds great. It at least gets (laughs) folded now. My laundry still sits in a hamper folded and clean but it sits in a hamper and then I like 
you know, pillage through the hamper every morning to try and find what I need and then shove it all back into the hamper. But Chris really hates wrinkles. Mm -hmm. It's like his biggest pet peeve. Yeah. So he immediately puts his clothes away and hangs his t-shirts and whatnot. He hangs his t-shirt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does not like folded Only shirts. Only do the folded. Huh? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it puts a wrinkle in them. Yeah, he's a little bit OCD about certain things, you know? Yeah, that's a bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, conspiracy theories. But first, this week in nerd history. Stick around. This week in nerd history, up in the sky, look! Nerd history. Now you might think I said that backwards, but the truth is that is exactly how it originally aired on the Adventures of Superman radio serial. 15-minute shows that aired three to five times a week beginning on February 12th in 1940. Only later in the radio series would it eventually be changed to look up in the sky at the beginning of every episode. And there were quite a few other differences as well. In the first few episodes, Superman's home planet of Krypton is located just on the far side of the sun, as opposed to a distant star system, as in most stories. During the journey to Earth, baby Kal-El grows into an adult and emerges fully grown from his ship after it lands on Earth. He is never adopted by the Kents, but immediately begins his superhero career. This was eventually retconned in later episodes to match the narrative of the comic books. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're talking about why Christians fall for conspiracy theories. But first, we're going to play a quick round of Who Said It? Who Said It? This time I've got quotes from Captain Jean-Luc Picard from uh, The Next Generation, (laughs) Star Trek, and the music sensations of Belle Biv DeVoe. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) You'd recognize him. Um, Poison. That girl is poison. Oh, okay. That's them. That's them. Okay. All right. That might be the only thing I know them from, but that's the... Okay. Uh, so I'm going to read the quote. Mo is going to guess which is which. You can play along at home. This one is timed. This one's really timed. Uh, so we've got... Let's see. We have 11 of these, but we only have three minutes to guess them. Some of them will be obvious, but some of them maybe not. Why do you think so. they'll be obvious? Some of them, I think, say Enterprise or something. Oh. <laughs> well. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh, Bell Biv DeVoe? Correct. <laughs> Live now. Make now always the most precious time. Uh, see? Picard. <laughs> Good job. I must warn you, I sense something strange in my mind. DeVoe. Good job, yeah. That's from that song. If we're going to be damned, let's be damned for who, what we really are. Ooh, you just said two dirty words. <laughs> That's appropriate um, use. <laughs> uh, man, see, let's say, oh, DeVoe. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> that girl is poison. Oh, man, I don't, um, <laughs> DeVoe. Uh, there are four lights. Uh, Picard? Good job. Things are only impossible until they're not. Picard. 
Correct. I'd be delighted to offer any advice I have on understanding women. When I have some, I'll let you know. Picard. Yeah. <laughs> Not really a good <laughs> lyric. <laughs> I have some, I'll let you know. <laughs> so this one, yeah. Beware, she's scheming. She'll make you think you're dreaming. You'll fall in love and you'll be screaming, demon. Oh. Ooh. Wow. It even says, whoo, uh, DeVoe. <laughs> no, this is Picard. Oh. Uh, and this one also. History has proven again and again that whenever mankind interferes with a less developed civilization, no matter how well-intentioned that interference may be, the results are invariably disastrous. Picard? <laughs> I was clearly a Belvive DeVoe lyric. Oh, yeah. Never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs> DeVoe. <laughs> Got 10 out of 11 in less hey. than two minutes. 91% beating the average score of 87%. Hey. So, not the hardest quiz, but yeah. you still did better than average. So, good job. I mean, <laughs> I think I should have got 100. Never trust a big butt and a smile. That's hilarious. You should text that to Daedra. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that was fun, but uh, we're going to move on to our main topic today. And uh, Christians have always had a bit of a problem with too easily believing conspiracy theories. You think? And uh, I do have a, I have a theory as to why. Okay. The reason I think Christians tend to jump into those a little too easily is because there really is a conspiracy theory going on. The devil is working behind the scenes, moving things around, trying to get us to slip up, trying to get this world to follow him, all that. Like, there is a real thing happening behind the scenes that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes us prone to think that's happening everywhere. And so when something comes along that can kind of, sort of, make puzzle pieces look like they fit, even though they're really just being, like, hit with a hammer to be made to fit, we'll think, oh, well, maybe. That's not outside the realm of the possibilities, because there's a whole spiritual thing going on right now that we can't see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll talk about that as we go on. Okay. <clears throat> I want to share a story, and this happened, this is a very sad story. Uh, it's about... A, a pastor named Frank Pomeroy. He, uh, and this, this comes from Liveway, by the way. This is uh, an article by Aaron Earls, who uh, wrote this up. He lost his 14-year-old daughter and uh, 25 others in the deadliest church shooting in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, that wouldn't be the last time he and his congregation dealt with an armed trespasser screaming death threats near their church building. So in the weeks and months after the November 5th, 2017th tragedy, 2017, not 10th, tragedy at First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. We all remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember churches were really on edge mm-hmm. after that happened. Uh, our church started putting together a whole plan of what do we do? All that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches did. Uh, individuals claiming the shooting was a government hoax 
began harassing Pomeroy and other survivors and victims from this church. Pomeroy says the conspiracy theorists immediately began calling the church and making threats. Eventually, the phone and online harassment led to a physical confrontation on the church property. In March of 2018, Robert Usery and Jody Mann accosted the pastor on the church property, accusing him of being a paid government actor who helped make up the story of the shooting. Usery, who was armed with an illegally obtained gun, screamed and cursed at Pomeroy, demanding the pastor prove the tragedy happened. When Pomeroy mentioned the death of his own daughter, Usri yelled that, that the pastor's daughter wasn't murdered because there was no proof that she had ever existed. A church member called the police who came and arrested Usri and Mann, but not before the duo threatened Pomeroy. You're going to hang, traitor, Usri said. That I assure you. Both were arrested, faced multiple charges related to the incident. In addition to the gun Usri had with him, police found a cache of weapons at his home. The most frightening aspect of the confrontation for Pomeroy wasn't Usri's willingness to hurt someone or even his being armed. Pomeroy said the scary thing was the look in his eyes that confirmed he believed all the ludicrous things he was saying. It was like looking into the face of pure evil. Thankfully, the pastor says God has given him a peace and enabled him to keep things in control, leading to a resolution without bloodshed this time. But uh, conspiracy theories have become a growing concern for many pastors and church leaders across the country. Uh, in a recent Lifeway research study, 49% of U.S. Protestant pastors say they frequently hear church members repeating conspiracy theories. While spreading harmful information has no religious or ideological limits, such dangerous explanations have a long, unfortunate history among Christians. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so let's see. Some of the early ones that I, well, what has made me sad over the years, uh, and I guess I really started noting this, noticing this after 9-11, was that I would always hear these conspiracy theories coming off, and I would always think, oh, that's crazy. I can't believe anyone believed that. And then I would find out that the majority of people who are believing that, or at least a large portion of them, are believers. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, no, why? What are you doing? You're making it really hard on the rest of us here. Uh, and... You know, that's like the the nine eleven thing. There there are a lot of people who still to this day believe that well the government did that on mm -hmm. its own. There yeah. was no was no Islamic terrorists. There the the some of the theories say that those planes were uh CGI'd into mm -hmm. the news footage. Uh just all kinds of like crazy the steel doesn't melt at this level or whatever. Like we've had <laughs> what I what I really liked is there was a guy who posted a video who's a steel worker who basically brought out an entire steel beam and melted it right there without any cuts or anything, just with a blowtorch. Like he was able to get the thing heated up enough to where he could bend it. Mm -hmm. Said, so imagine all this pressure on this. Yes, right. it would happen. But like it's we become so willing to believe the false facts that uh, we don't question them anymore, and they become such, like, they become solidified in our mind as, well, obviously something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so you take this story about the guy convinced that there was no proof that this daughter ever even existed. So she couldn't have died in the thing. I spent the last six months deliberately reading QAnon blogs and listening to QAnon podcasts. Okay. 
Uh, not, not a lot. Like I, can't, I cannot do it a lot. I can't be on there every day. But I wanted to see... Because I kept hearing that, you know, you keep hearing about QAnon. You've heard that a lot. You know, you hear you hear that a lot on people complaining about the uber conservatives, the far right kind of thing. I'm like, what is this all about? Because mm-hmm. I haven't. I heard about PizzaGate. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Where they where they thought that uh, these high high level people were trading children and mm-hmm. using like this pizza place yeah. as the ordering spot for this, you know, deviancy thing. And then some guy went there and like broke in and said, you know, it was all happening in the basement and then found nothing there. And yeah, like, well, they knew we were coming. There was always like an excuse. And so I'm like, all right, I want to see if I can even find this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty easy to find. Yeah. Pretty easy to find. It was really easy to jump from a normal, like conservative news site to like three kick clicks later and I'm in this QAnon thing. And so I watched leading up to the election and leading up to the election, I found that number one, yes, most of these people claim to be Christians. Mm-hmm. Number two, a lot of the people that are leading these theories claim to be pastors with the ability of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three, the way they do this is even when they're wrong, they use that wrongness to prove that, oh no, this is exactly what I meant. They are able to twist things around to make it look like, no, they were right all along because they never give you a specific detail. It's the same trick that's always used, like by psychics and stuff, like cold reading with psychics. You know, I'm seeing the letter B. Do you have someone in your name with the letter B or someone in your family with the letter B in their name? Maybe it's not a a B. Maybe it's a a D, a a D. No, (laughs) a P? A P maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm seeing a book. Why do they, is there something, is there a book that, I think he read a book. He wants you to find that book because he loves you. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's very, it's a lot like that. So it's like something's happening on, uh, on March 23rd. So keep an eye out. God's telling me that on March 23rd, something big is going to happen. And, uh, so March 23rd will come and we like, so something happened and, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for everybody to see, but it's happening in the background mm-hmm. right now. And, you know, we're not meant to see everything as it unfolds, but trust me, God is moving. You know, that's the kind of stuff that they'll do. They'll tell you to watch for this date. And then the date comes and nothing happens. And then they're like, well, of course you're not going to see it. <laughs> this God, God moves in mysterious ways, guys. So here's some specific stuff. We were leading up to the election. <clears throat> we're leading up to the election. And then the election hit. And this is when I was really starting to pay attention. Mm-hmm. They started saying after the election... That Donald Trump had this whole thing figured out from the beginning. That he knew that he was going to lose the election by nefarious means or whatever. Everything that he claimed was true, you kind of thing, which, whether you believe that or not, there's definitely some questions that should have been raised that weren't. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> said so that he knew this and that. It had to happen this way so he could uh, basically have them all arrested because this would be 
obtaining a, a office by fraud and he had to like win this election in order to be arrested. And so this was going to be the, the coming, the coming of uh, draining the swamp, the thing that Donald Trump promised, you know, running up to that first election. Mm-hmm. And so this had to happen. And that uh, at any point in the next like 10 days, they said, Trump was going to activate a, an executive uh, emergency alert on your phone. Mm-hmm. Everybody would get it. And then that would trigger 10 days of silence. And those 10 days of silence were going to be all, all electronics were going to shut, all communication was going to shut down. Every TV channel was going to be overrun by a government feed. And we would be seeing the trial and uh, conviction of all of these high level government officials that had been arrested. And they were convinced of it happening. And I'm like, this is who you have been watching too many. That would be nuts. Do you, can you imagine if all communication dried up for 10 days, the country would eat itself. Well, and then Facebook did that quick log everybody out. (laughs) Guaranteed. People were like, (gasps) (laughs) it's happening. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, literally everything, everything that happened beyond that was, uh, you know, proof, quote unquote. Uh-huh. So anything that happened there, w- I'm, I'm reading these things and the, the more things happened and the more they twisted it, the more I'm like, I totally see how people could buy into this Yeah, because things did get weird. And look, media right now is not helping the case. Media is definitely fueling conspiracy theories right yeah. now with the way they are actually attacking certain viewpoints and not allowing questions and all that. But the uh, so the election came and went. Several weeks passed, months passed. Christmas came, whatever, and nothing happens. Everyone's like, "When? When are these? When's this thing happening?" Right. Like, okay, well, it's not going to be before inauguration day because he's not officially he hasn't officially gotten the presidency until he's inaugurated. Then they'll be able to call that action and uh, arrest everybody. And so I'm watching this other video from this guy, uh, Simon something or other, and he's talking about how they're going to hold an inauguration, but it's not going to be a real inauguration. In fact, he might not even be there. It might be a hologram. And people are believing this. I went back to look at some older videos of his. He thinks he's an alien. He thinks he's a lizard alien himself. But people are believing this guy as a normal person. I'm like, oh, what? you're just trusting him because he's saying what you want to hear? Uh-huh. Or what's going on? <laughs> so, uh, so the inauguration comes. And this is where, this is where stuff started happen, happening. We're like, okay, I totally see why people think something big is happening. Because number one, all those people, all those National Guard started showing up in D.C. They're still there. They started putting up barriers all the way around all the Capitol buildings and stuff like that. They interpreted this as this is the military who is on Trump's side coming in to take over the government in order to hold these trials. And that the fences were not to keep other people out. It was to keep the government officials from getting out and fleeing the country. And all it takes was a few little pictures 
they took a one picture of a gate that looked to be like turned the wrong way where you'd have to be on on the outside to unlock it not on the inside like well why would they put the lock on the outside wouldn't they want it on the inside so they can choose when to unlock it or lock it and that was enough to convince so many people they're locked in there they can't get out they can't go anywhere it's coming wait it out stick with the plan kind of thing I'm like, ooh, okay. But then, like all these government leaders, and this legitimately happened, started stepping down, like within a few days of each other, from other countries. Like I think in Germany and a couple of, couple of like three or four other places, entire governments resigned. And they said, something big's brewing. I'm like, Phew. if you're looking at all this stuff and you're connecting it all as one event happening... Yeah, you're going to think, holy cow, something big is happening and we just don't see it. <laughs> and so they, so the inauguration came and everyone is like, all right, it's coming. Here we go. Any minute now, Trump's going to sign or call that executive uh, emergency alert, presidential alert thing that they tested, you know, two years ago. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We even did a show about the president yep. can tweet us directly into our pockets now. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, that's why. That's why they did this. Uh, he was preparing for this day. And, uh, you know, of course, nothing came of it. Nothing happened. And uh, so I went back. I'm like, okay, well, what are they saying now? Inauguration happened. Joe Biden's doing things. Things are working. People are, you know, actively working in this government. Nobody seems to be controlled by uh, the military or anybody else. Nobody's being stopped by... Quote, unquote, still legitimate President Trump, as they're calling him. Well, they're saying, okay, well, the military is in control right now. And everything that you're seeing on TV is being faked. And every, every executive order that Joe Biden is signing uh, doesn't really mean anything. Nothing's being changed. And so they just keep moving this goalpost to where you're constantly waiting for the conspiracy to come through. So that's the weirdest thing about this, because it's living in a conspiracy that's not ending. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All other conspiracies that we've kind of heard about are like in the past. Moon landing didn't happen. It's not like we're still actively investigating the moon landing. Right. Uh, 9-11, that event occurred, and it's in the past, and everything that you're thinking about beyond that is of what happened. Yeah. But right now, we're in this... this, uh, current conspiracy theory zone of it's just never going to end until finally enough people are just like, okay, well, guess we were wrong. And I don't know how you get to that point when you've already been this invested in this conspiracy. When was the last time you heard anybody say, I guess we were wrong? (laughs) Uh, I will say that in some of these QAnon things, I've seen a few people going, look, I want to keep believing in this, but... I mean, nothing's happened, and mm-hmm. so I'm just going to stop looking at this blog. I'm like, good, good, for you. <laughs> good yeah. for you for using some common sense here. But at the same time, and, and you know, I'm not really trying to make fun of them. There are people who desperately, desperately need something to make sense more than they do right now. And like we said, the media is not helping the fact right. that they really do seem to be conspiring with each other in order to mess with things 
leaning in one direction opposed to the other. Mm -hmm. So that is actually fueling the fire, I think, in many ways for this specific instance. But Christians have uh, just that tendency to want to latch on to something a little more undercover as a reason behind certain things moving. Because I think in my mind, we know that there is something undercover going on at least in the spiritual realm that we can't see, uh, like I said at the top of this. Um, and it hasn't, like we have, you know, the, Harry Potter. I remember Harry Potter was a conspiracy to get all our kids into witchcraft cabals mm-hmm. and things like that. And that, that didn't happen. If anything, Harry Potter was was a very clear kind of like savior character that could have paralleled Jesus with just like a, a whole different kind of story, a magic story, sure, but it was a savior story, just like everything else is. Pretty much, pretty much any story with a central character who's the one—that's a Jesus story. There's always allegories of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we burned books and and uh, you know threw fits when when anybody ever mentioned it in youth group or whatever. And now we're. It's almost twenty years now since the first Harry Potter book came out, something like that. And most of us are like, "Eh, man, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're like, yeah, whatever. It's it's a story. It's fake. We know it's fake. Clearly fake. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, we just have this. We have this tendency. What do you think? So your reasoning for Christians having a tendency to believe conspiracy theories or lean towards conspiracy theories is, you know, you said because there's spiritual realm and Satan is working and mm-hmm. yes, I tend to think that Christians buy into conspiracy theories because we're all waiting for the end times mm. and not enough of us are educated enough on the end times. And there is a lot that is, you know, the book of revelation is very, Figurative. Even the yeah, even the people that are very educated on Revelation still don't agree on what's, right. what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, nothing is <clears throat> solid. Nothing, mm-hmm. You know, you can't exactly one hundred percent pinpoint what's going to happen and what it's going to look like. And you know, um, and so I think that is why a lot of Christians buy into conspiracy theories because. They're just kind of sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be it. Is this it? This is, this is it. This Jesus is coming back. It's the end of the world. Better get right with Jesus. You know, in the world that I grew up in, that's what everything was. Mm. Everything was a telltale. Tale, tale. Tale, tale. Telltale. 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 Whatever. Telltale. Everything was a sign that Jesus was coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's happening now. Actually, I mean, you're actually right. In this article, that's a quote that he says. It says, while scriptures are clear that Jesus will return physically to draw all things to a close, interpretations of Revelation, Daniel, and other apocalyptic language in the Bible are often co-opted for conspiracy theory usage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Uh <laughs> he, he lists a few of these uh, earlier ones. 
where uh, growing up, he says many evangelicals were convinced that WWW, shorthand for World Wide Web, uh, in internet addresses was a stand-in for 666, the mark yeah. of the beast. Uh, <laughs> Some were also convinced that George H.W. Bush had signed a document that placed the United States under a new world order that would evolve into the Antichrist one world government. Mm -hmm. um, but even back like, you know, hundreds of years ago, Christians also uh, misinterpreted, misinterpreted scripture on purpose or by accident to defend sinful behaviors of their doing, uh, such as the curse of Ham. Do you remember that? Not off the top of my head. The curse of Ham, uh, Ham, of course, a character in the Bible that God cursed. But uh, it was uh, his Noah's son. It says, according to this theory, Noah's curse uh, spoken against Ham's son, Canaan, uh, in Genesis 9, 25 through 27, made Canaan's skin dark and designated him a slave to his brothers. Slavery defenders claimed that the curse stretched anyone with dark skin and their subjugation was biblically justified. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so all it takes is is one misinterpretation of Scripture mm -hmm. or one belief about Scripture that enough people who buy into it can spread mm -hmm. that will convince people on Absolutely. a on a wide scale. Yeah. Um <laughs> There's always the 666 thing. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at the WWW thing. Uh, Monster Energy drinks right now mm -hmm. <laughs> have their whole thing because the M that they have, which is three slashes that are made to look like uh, a monster's claws ripped through the can, they're saying, well, no, that you if you look and turn it upside down, kind of they kind of look like sixes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and then there's something about an, is it an inverted cross? Is that what the word is? So if upside you down. flip the can upside down, yeah, then there's, with the monster logo, I I watched this like probably three years ago. Yeah, I remember the video too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't say that there haven't been companies or whatever that have used 666 imagery, upside down crosses and whatever as a part of their branding. But that doesn't necessarily mean like there's some weird conspiracy cabal, the backhand that is abducting children and, and, you know, all these crazy things. But, uh, at the same time, there is enough weird things happening in the world right now that if we decide that they're all connected one day, then we could clearly fall into because, of course, while the Pizzagate thing didn't happen, not too long after, Jeffrey Epstein mm -hmm. was arrested. And mm -hmm. we found out that there was this whole thing going on mm -hmm. with probably a lot of high-profile people. And so it doesn't mean those things don't happen. But it does mean that if you're going to act on any information that you think you have, you should probably verify it. Just like the story that we told at the beginning. This was a real tragedy that really happened at this church in uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine having your 14-year-old daughter murdered in this thing? And then for you to be the one cons 
you know, that the conspiracy theories. Yeah, a year later having attacking. somebody yeah. tell me there's no proof that she was even alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I don't know. That pastor had a whole lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Because I think I probably would have been carted off to jail right along with them. Mm-hmm. You know, for assault. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I, I don't really know what the purpose was behind me bringing this up to begin with. Uh, I just know that I, I followed QAnon with the intention of talking about it at one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I, I've had enough and I don't want to follow it anymore. So this is the end of that. Thank goodness. But it's just there were, there were moments where all these things were happening. Like I said, when all the, like the, some of those governments were stepping down and everyone's saying, see, things are happening. Here we go. It's rolling out. I'm like, is something really happening? Is something happening? Are they right? Just brief glimpses of that. And then they'll say something completely weird. Like a hologram is going to, hologram Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated. I'm like, no, okay, this is not happening. <laughs> and see, so for me... I I don't know if it's because of the world that I grew up in. I don't know if it's just because of my personal being, my character, who I am, who I was created as. Um, but I, I can admit that given enough time, I would fall into conspiracy theory belief. Yeah. Given enough time... Given enough, if I were to put in enough energy towards mm. it, I, I would buy into it. That's just how I am. But because I know that, I don't give it time. <laughs> I don't allow myself to do this. Exactly. <laughs> Good. I won't give you these links. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Um, but there's a few things that I've had to really sit on, and especially in the last year. Gosh, yeah. You know, it's not made it easy. Uh-uh. COVID, government, all this. No. Media, social media. Just absolutely everything. Not everything. made it easy to be a sane person. No. <laughs> um, but there's a few, just, uh, okay, even, listen, we're a military community. And so, you know, on Facebook, there's this whole group of. Yeah, that group that you keep bringing up. Military spouses. Um, yes, and, there's a couple groups you brought up. Yeah. The military well, spouse one, group. This one specifically is the military wives and Canon is not the most desired base to be stationed at. You get not your son, Canon, not my son, Canon base that's by our town, right? Um, <laughs> Canon is unrelated. Yeah. You get orders to Canon and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go there. Everybody has something negative to say. It's never anything positive. You hear about all the crime that's here. It's just, it's like, it's the worst place ever. The worst place ever. That's what you think moving here. Um, And a lot of times there will be like wives posting. Just the other day, there was a wife at Walmart that took a picture of this man who was quote unquote watching her, watched her get into her car and load her groceries and took a picture of her license plate. And then when she got out of her car, he also got out of his car and was following very closely with her and just this whole story. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, I can find myself going, oh my gosh, I need to be more aware. Absolutely. I need to be more aware. There are things that happen every day. Okay. But it was about 
six months ago, maybe that there was a woman who had gone missing. And for me as a person in our area, it was in Portales, not in Clovis. But for me as a person, I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. It's for real. Now there's a confirmed case right here in our town. People are being abducted. Women are being taken. I have to be careful. <laughs> I've got to be vigilant. So you jumped a few steps ahead of now there's a whole cabal of people yes. abducting women. Yes. In our area. <laughs> and so I'm freaking out. And I'm telling Chris, I, I can't go anywhere without you. I, I'm not going to the grocery store without you. Well, then a day later, we end up finding out it's a very sad story, but we end up finding out that she knew the person. It was all, you know, it was a very sad crime, but it wasn't, um, I can't think of the word. What's the word? I don't know. Where are you going? Sorry. Sorry. Sometimes to I'm tuned right in, in with you, but I'm not. Um, Anyway, it, the person wasn't a stranger. She mm. wasn't abducted. It was something that had been, you know, planned out. Something they were supposed to go off together and bad things happened. And, you know, it was so it's not as if just random women are being taken from our tiny little town as if the rest of the military spouses want you to believe, you know. And so for me, I had to go, OK, you need to remove yourself from this. Because you're starting to freak out. Mm. It's starting to control your life. It's starting to control your mind. And that's not good. That's not okay. Yeah. Be aware. Keep your eyes open. But don't let this consume your thoughts. Mm. And so I've had to really lean into remembering, you know, whatever is true, that is what you, you lean on. That yeah. is what you focus your mind and your thoughts on. Um, wolves in sheep's clothing are not just pastors, mm -hmm. those in leadership, mm -hmm. those who have a voice at all. Be mindful of those wolves in sheep's clothing that are going to lead you astray for whatever reason. They may not even have an end result in mind for leading you astray, mm -hmm. but it's going to happen, you know, and it's all <clears throat> going to take us away from keeping our focus on the Lord and yeah. remembering that even in the worst case of scenarios, he's still in control. Yeah. And I, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, actually the, the, the point I would like to end on is that God is very clear that he doesn't want us to be worrying about stuff. Right. He wants us to trust that he's going to provide for us, protect us. Mm -hmm. He's in control one way or another when it comes to uh, our lives and this world. Mm -hmm. And, while that doesn't always mean things are going to go the way that we want them to, they're going to go the way that God allows them to. And part of us becoming believers is that we are trusting, trusting him with our lives and with our futures. Mm -hmm. And so God didn't say, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about all this. Just let me handle it until, you know, you think the end times are coming then start freaking out and start pointing things out to everybody and don't trust anybody anymore and, and start spreading rumors that you don't really have any backing to prove, but really feel like could be true if you think about it kind of backwards and, and look at this logo uh, under a black light and you'll see that uh, clearly it's a map to, uh, to the island of the lizard people that are controlling all of our, I'm trying to do an Alex Jones voice. <laughs> I don't know who He's Alex Jones is. He's a very conspiracy so... theorist guy as well. Anyway, okay. it's just stop. Stop it. Stop it, guys. Mm -hmm. My, uh, uh, I'm going to stop myself right there. Hmm. 
people that I'm close to <laughs> have gotten conspiracy theorist this year. And if there was a year, again, if there was a year to convince people that conspiracies are true, it's probably this year because mm-hmm. it feels like it. Yeah. Uh, and some things that, while technically are conspiracies, they seem to be very open conspiracies. So it's not really hidden or happening right now. But, you know, I, I have people that I'm I'm very close to in, in different areas that have gone a bit nutty. Like, I can't have conversations with them right now because that's all they want to talk about is the, the next thing that... Uh, is going to destroy our lives. I'm like, you know, you're a believer, right? I mean, you know, God, God got you, right? We're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Even, even if the end times like start rolling out and, uh, you know, maybe it's not a, maybe not, not a pre-trib rapture situation. Maybe we got to ride out those seven years. God still, God still got us. Even if we, you know, even if we do get killed by some weird conspiracy theorist cabal, you know, God's got you, right? At that point, still. Mm-hmm. So how about instead of freaking out about maybe our rights being stepped on or or uh, what terrible thing might happen in the future or some weird thing that makes us uncomfortable and that's the end of the world, apparently. Instead of freaking out about all that stuff, how about... You act like even if all that's true and even if the world is about to collapse in on itself like a dying star, maybe let's focus on getting more people on our team before that happens. You know what I mean? Like, let's spread the love of Jesus like we're supposed to. Spread the word of God, not the conspiracy theories of Q. Am I wrong? Not at all. (laughs) I mean... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. How can you be consumed with conspiracy and yet... Any of those things. Exuding the fruit. <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. So that's that's a good point. That's a good point to end on. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, got a lot off my chest there. Thanks for that, guys. I'm glad you did. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we're going to share our latest Twitter poll about you and uh, football. More Backroom Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show and things are winding down for the day. But first, yesterday was the Super Bowl. But this is being recorded before the big game. So last week we asked you to predict 
Who won? Let's see if you were right. We had uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who did you think people said were going to win? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> as long as your team's not in it. No, it's not even because my team's not in it. It's because stupid Brady is in it once again. <laughs> once again. I don't, I don't, this is where I have a conspiracy. <laughs> my conspiracy is in the NFL. <laughs> That's where my conspiracy lies. Brady's got dirt on everybody. He's got dirt on the refs. That's for Every sure. Every ref. Every ref. I have seen you multiple times this oh, year. Oh, I can't posting. see it. All these refs need new jobs. They do. Something far outside of they football. They do. Or at least, at le- you know what? Thank you for letting me have a place to say this. At the very least, you know, football players have to pay a penalty or a fine when they do something against rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. They or they have to sit out for a game and therefore they are paying a penalty and a fine because they're not getting paid for that game. Okay. <laughs> Refs when make when they make <laughs> when make. When make. Hmm. Maybe they should go make. That might help them. Uh when they make <laughs> wrong calls should be held accountable. They should have to pay a fine. Mm, okay. They should. Multiple times. It happens all the time where they make a call that the following day people will be like, oh, yeah, that that was not. You can clearly see that's that was the wrong call. And it caused people the game. It caused people the game. Anyway, uh, 61% said the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win. Okay, I'm hoping, and I don't even like the Chiefs, but but I'm hoping the Chiefs won. Just to stick a thumb in Tom Brady's eye, you hope the Chiefs won. I'll I'll, I'll join you in that. I've always always kind of been a... My heart has not raced this bad. (laughs) This whole show, all week, my kid was in the emergency room. I didn't know my heart didn't race this bad. Uh... I've always been a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, kind of. But again, I'm not a football person. I don't follow anybody. I don't know anybody. I think the only reason is because they were my team in in the NFL Blitz video game. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. But anyway, I'll go for the Chiefs. Okay. Super Bowl for us is still two days away. So enjoy that. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping everyone was right. 61%. All right. Let's end with our verse for the day. I don't think I can rightly bring That's our verse hilarious. today. <laughs> oh my gosh, the odds. Our verse for the day is Psalm 139.4. <laughs> Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He sure did. He sure did know. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnradio. Dang it, no. That is not right. And I bet I said that all last week. Give.ltnonair.com. Whew. 
Wow. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com. At least I got it right there. Every <laughs> Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Central with an encore at 11 a.m. In this, or not Central, Eastern, Eastern Time. We're shifting all of our stuff to Eastern Time, and that's L, that's Love Thy Nerd's fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is going to be a learning curve here. Uh, yeah, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern with an encore at 11 a.m. Uh, but if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that will help us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will, too. Mo, final thought. Mm. Them football refs need new job. <laughs> need new job. Need new job. And go make. Once, and go again, make. <laughs> once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Come on.